Um, so just be courageous, believe God. So it's the big word when Apostle John brought that because it's real easy for us to believe in something. But we, when we believe that, we can say, oh, I, I believe in God. Yeah, well, everybody believes in God. But do we believe God? So, so different statement that is. It's amazing how, you know, two little letters. It's kind of like uh, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, absent from the body and, and to be present with the Lord. Changes that whole scripture of, uh, of how people teach that and the timeline that, that is. Because if you're absent from the body is to be, that means immediately. And doesn't put it right there. It says there, there will, be, will be that, but not immediately. Big statement, and it's pretty much misquoted 99% of the time uh, when people uh, even read it. They, they, they don't even read it correctly. But uh, I want to talk about, I want to encourage you today about be courageous about the things of God and believe God. I could stand up and give everybody a microphone and you give a testimony of the faithfulness of God where you believed God, not believed in God, but you believed God, and there's proof of it. Guess what? Some of it might have been wonderful. Some of it might have been tough. Believing God doesn't just mean that everything's wonderful and hunky-dory and you never have to sweat again. That would be heaven. Never have to sweat again. Uh, you would never have to go to the gym again. That would be going to Jim Riedel's house in, in my situation. But... We got to believe God by believing God. No, do we believe God? I want us to be courageous about it. And let me tell you something. Courageous doesn't just mean get out of the way. Courageous is being, I may be scared to death right now, but I'm going to do it and be obedient anyway and believe God. Because circumstances will change every single time. But God says he will not change. He does not change. You can take it to the bank. But it may not happen how, when, or whatever, however we think it should happen. We cannot have a pre-existence uh, or pre-thought uh, of how it's supposed to, to happen. So when it don't happen that way, we think God didn't answer our prayer. Let me tell you something. God is God, and He can do whatever, whenever, however He wants to. But it will not be contrary to His Word. If we knew the vastness of who God is, the vastness. What I want to do now, I want to set a precedent of who God is. Now, I want you to take your phone out. Everybody, if you would, or if you got a, a wife or husband and you're using theirs, that's okay. You can look on with them. But I would like for you to type in a number for me. Everybody got it? Let me see it. Let, let me see your phones. No. This is just type a number. I'm going to show you. It's in a telephone number. I'll give you the hotline to Yeshua for later on for an offering. Okay, I want you to put this number in. This is just a number I'm going to give you. You ready? One, I'm sorry. Five, comma, eight, seven, eight, comma, four, nine, nine, comma, eight, one, four, comma, two, one, zero, point, zero, one. Now, who can read that number to me? <laughs> If it got up the first comma over a thousand, I was kind of lost. What number would that be? Anybody, mathematicians? <laughs> a whole bunch. What number would that be? What is it, Corey? 5.8 trillion. See, there's the, what is it? Trillion? Jordan, you got that cheat thing over there? What's yours say? 210.01 the 
And I want you to put behind that miles. This is what I ran last week. Then the alarm clock woke me up. <laughs> That's miles. I'm going to show you how great your God is. And you should have all the faith in the world of how awesome and how great your God is. And there's nothing too difficult for your God. Bottom line is this, guys. We have nothing else that we can trust in. Bottom line, we don't have control over anything. We, we don't. We put all of our, our, invest all of our stuff in stuff that doesn't matter. And we'll believe our bank account before we will believe what God has said. My bank account has lied to me before. Huh? What is that minus sign there? Crystal, give me the cards. She says, which one? I said, well, none of them have money on it, so give me any of those. Let me tell you something. That number right there is equal to one. Say one. One light year. That is one light year miles away. So if we're at Earth, you get that many miles, and that's one light year. One. I don't even like driving to Georgia. So let's go in here. And watch this. I don't know if y'all saw this or not. Can y'all see that picture right there? This is a, a picture that was taken... Uh, by Wells, it's a, it, I, for an understanding, it blows the Hubble away. You know, it's unbelievable. That's the picture that it took. And I was going to get the audio, but every time I do something with YouTube or something, they, they red flag me. So I'm not doing it this time, so what about that? But there's a, they have a recording on here, and you mash it. And they had to, an octave is, like in a piano, it's every 12 notes. Dun, dun. I can't remember how many octaves it had to raise this thing up so you could hear this. It's eerie, like demons all around the heavens as Lucifer come flying down. It's amazing, isn't it? Listen to this. Are you ready for this? This image that I just showed you, are you ready for this? We're talking about God. I'm here to encourage you that you'll have some faith and we'll walk in faith and we will believe God. Listen to this. An image of the distant cartwheel galaxy, another galaxy, Located, are you ready for this? About 500 million of those numbers I just gave you. 500 million light years away. One light year was that little thing we just wrote. It's little now. How much was it, Jordy? 5.8 trillion and, and some change. Some change. This thing is 500 million of those. And you know why it was there? Because your God spoke it. What are we doing? <laughs> he spoke that? Do we believe that? Or is it a fairy tale? Is it a fairy tale? Is it just something that's made up? This is scientific stuff here. I don't know how they measure that. 500 million light years of that is sitting out there. You ever seen the sign that says, here's the universe, and it says, you are here, and Earth's like a little... You're cleaning your screen off because you think it's a piece of sand on your screen. Say, this is you. This is where you're at. I'm here to tell you that your God is awesome. There's nothing too difficult for him. And he's not worried about one thing. And guess what? He has promised you with promises. And the Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. He's looking. Somebody take me as my word. Somebody trust me and, and believe me. 
Not everything you hear on the news and this, that, and the other, and this one's good, that one's bad. Believe God this morning, Ecclesia. If you haven't been believing God, start where you're at right now. Believe God. He has never failed, ever. I will put my money on him. He will be my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, and ninth batter on my team. Because he hit a home run every time. Invest in him. Spend your time with him. Do you remember the day to where we loved God so much? He was so important to us that even our thought life was about him. Kind of like when you start dating that woman. She's so beautiful, and that's all you think about. And of course, you marry her, and she's more beautiful than ever, right? Hey, y'all know what I'm talking about. Hey, invest, we will invest in what's important to us. We will trust people that's lied to us before. Why don't we trust God that way? And I'm not talking about trusting in God. That's why I kind of changed that song. I trust in God. Yeah, we got to trust in God, but I believe God. He has never, ever, ever one time failed me. He has never had to go to a counselor to find out what he should do. How should I handle this? What do y'all think I should do? I heard a preacher one time on TV. It was, it was actually, a, I thought it was a joke, but they were making fun of him. He said, yeah. He said, I was talking to God one day, and God looked at me and said, Jesse, how should I handle this? What would you do? What? He was serious. God's going to ask Jesse, first of all, can you give me a little direction here? I don't know what to do. Are you kidding me? The vastness of who God is. The glory of who God is. All-powerful of who God is. The omnipotent and omnipresent. He's everywhere. We learned the other day how we have created Satan, this false devil, Lucifer, that we've given him the same amount of power as God has. What? Listen to this. Romans eleven thirty three and 34 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. The depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally. You don't know what to do? Don't worry about calling up Jesse. You call God. You seek his word. You seek his counsel. Those who are under authority of him. You seek that. Don't get caught up out there making up our own things. Because it, it fits us. Believe God this morning, Ecclesia. Believe God tonight. Believe God tomorrow. Believe God for every circumstance you run into. Believe Him about it. I promise you, He will never lead you astray. I promise you, the Bible says that if He is for you, who can be against you? Who? Who can be against my God? Who, who is my God concerned about? Nobody. But let me tell you something. He's concerned about you. He knows the number of hairs upon your head. You're so important to Him. Some of us, He don't have to think too much. The rest of y'all had to grow hair to cover up that nappy-looking head of y'all's. Right, Baldies? How unsearchable are his judgments. I tell you, when God brings judgment, it is, it is righteous, it is true, and it is just. He never made a mistake. His judgments. And his ways past finding out. Verse 34, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor. What number did you call Yahweh to, to get that? What number was it? Was it Jesse? Colossians 2, 2-3 says, 
that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and to the Father of, of Christ, verse 3 says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hid all the wisdom of tre the treasure of the wisdom and knowledge. And he said, hey, you walk away to, according to my ways. They're free for you. I'm there for you. I'll send angels to go before you, prepare a way for you. I'll show you the way. But here's, here's the, the, the catch on that, guys. He's not just going to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. He's going to make us walk by faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith. You know what faith is? I'm trusting God. I'm not trusting in my ability. I'm not trusting by my wisdom. Even though we should have the wisdom of the Lord, we should have His Word and have His understanding. Let His Word enlighten us and empower us even to say no to sin. Listen to this, Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. That Christ may dwell in your hearts. Guess how? By faith. So things are not going to be just handed to us. It takes faith. We got to be, be courageous, have courage. The Bible says be strong and courageous. And we got to believe God. That's faith, guys. Faith is believing God even when everything else is going the other way. You remember the old t-shirts they used to make and, and uh, there's a little, you know, uh, Yeshua fish, whatever they call it, going this way and all the sharks and, and, and killer whales were all going this way. It's usually not the way of the world. Because that is, that is the, in, the enmity of God, that the carnal mind. That thing is against God. I'm telling you what, you may feel like you're the only one, but when you've got the person that said into space this thing 500 million light years away, and it does whatever he tells it to do. Galaxies. See, we're so, we're so caught up in, in Oak, Florida. We think the whole world revolves around Oak, Florida. I, I'm serious. I get blown away when we go... When we went out, out to Utah and all that, I, I'm blown away. I said, how did they get all this gas in these gas stations? When all the gas stations should have been in Ocala. It's like, how did they do that? Because things are so much bigger than ourselves. There was a thing that we taught several years ago. It said, said this. I, wrote a, I actually wrote a song about it. And it says, having a cause bigger than ourselves is what makes life worth living. We got to have something bigger than ourselves, guys. Or we'll, we'll fade away. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing more bigger in our life than Yahweh. His word, his purpose. That's why the way we see things in our perception and perspective has to be the kingdom. The way we see things and the way that we think about things has to be according to the kingdom of God. The whole purpose in the Bible we've been learning about is about God establishing his kingdom on the earth and him set his king as king there. And that is the only way that this kingdom will rule and reign forever because it's rightfully only belongs to one and his name's Yeshua. And I'm here to tell you, whether you believe it, whether I believe it, whether the world believes it or anybody else is going to believe it, there's going to come a day to where Yeshua returns and he's going to establish his kingdom on the earth and he's going to rule this earth with a rod of iron. And whatever he says is going to happen. No questions, no woke me, oh, I don't, I'm going to cancel you. Let me tell you something. When the glory of Yeshua comes and he's, it, the Bible says that his word will go forth. 
Just His Word. His Word. And guess what? He's given us that same Word. He's, I've given you my Word. Let me tell you, use that Word to speak over things in your life. Use it. Speak over it. Declare it. Prophesy it. Don't settle because things are happening, whatever. And I know things are just things sometimes. But you speak it, you speak it, you speak it, you speak it. And if it never comes to pass in our lifetime, let your last breath be, I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it because that is the power of God unto salvation. That is the power that brings forth life in us. Not this world system. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded. Listen to this. Not knowledge. Not know it all. Listen to this word. That you be rooted and grounded in love. Now about if faith. Can't please God without faith. Now about if hope. Our hope of the resurrection is only a chance. Now about his love. Listen to this. And the greatest of these three is the third one. They saved the best for last. Just like when my mom and dad had children. They saved the best for last. Right, Charlotte? Well, I, you, know, you were okay. Then they tried to duplicate you. Then it was me. All right. They said, well, we, we finished. We've arrived. Is love. It's greater than all the faith in the world, all the hope in the world. Love. And I'm talking about the God kind of love, not the kind of love that's so fake and phony that I'll love you as long as you can help my agenda and give me something I want. And then once you've done that, you'll never hear from me again. That ain't love. That's self and flesh. That ye being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, this is Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is in the breadth and length and depth and height, verse 19, and to know the love of Christ. Let me tell you something. He loved his father to the extent he was willing to lay it all down, to give it all away, because he knew what really was important. Paul says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never, never pass away. Don't you think that's important that we should know? That's why it's important that we're here to get this word that is alive and brings forth life in us. This word, this powerful word that changes us. And to know the love of Christ, listen to this, which passeth knowledge. So not only is love greater than faith and hope, it even passes knowledge, which a lot of people is all they want so they can brag about what all they, they know. But the Bible says it does one thing by itself. It puffs up. Knowledge with no character, pretty much a wild ass. Out of control. Have no fruit. Their fruits are tares, not wheat. They look like it, but there's no power. Like the clouds that come, which I'm hoping these are the clouds that come this week, <laughs> and just look like it's going to do something and not. Go that way. Those people have ever been bad. Go to them. I'm going to come to somebody's house that's got a big block house. I got like some toothpicks of my walls and stuff. Listen to this. This love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye may be filled. Say filled. I can't hear you. Filled, that you may be filled, not get a little drop, but that you may be filled, overflowing to where it gets over on other people that you're around. You ever heard it, man? There's something about you. I don't know what it is. We know what it is. It's the love of God. 
because he first loved me. I love him, and I'm getting to his word. I'm building more of his character. I'm letting him do a work in me. I'm humbling myself before him. I'm choosing his way over my way. That's how it happens. And it ain't just saying, well, I know, I know the Greek of that. I'll never forget. This is like 301, not even 301 Plaza. This is like the haunted house. And Johnny was talking about Kratos. And it's one of the, the powers of God. And this guy came up to him and says, uh, brother, I just want to tell you, he was supposed to be a Jew, Messianic Jew, whatever. He said, you're pronouncing that word wrong. He said, what word? Kratos? He said, exactly. He says, you pronounce it like this. <laughs> it was like, so you need to throw up? or he, Clear. You know, that's how he says it. That word's called. <laughs> okay. Did I get that wrong? All righty. That's spit all over. That was before COVID, thank God, way back there in the early 80s. Hey, I know that word. I know, I know how to really pronounce that word correctly. Big stinking deal. If it ain't part of your life, it ain't nothing but a bunch of hot air. Because it's just knowledge. But not in this house, guys. We're doers. We're learning. That ye may be filled, listen to this, with all. Listen, I'm going to read that whole verse again. You ready for this? And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the, listen to this, that you might be filled with all the, listen to this, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What is our, what is our goals here, guys? I understand you got to have a job, you got to make money. I understand that. I want, to, I want to be full of the fullness of God. And here it is right here. In Romans 11, when Colossians 2, in Ephesians 3, it tells us exactly how to do it. By faith, by love, all these things. I got a bunch of stuff here, but I'm not going to keep it that long. As my brother would say, this is my first of many soft closings. I've always slammed the doors. I don't know what a soft closing is. You either close or you ain't. All right. Uh, God val God's validation and love. Our motive on why we do things. What's our motive why we do things? I can get something. Our motive has to be this, because we love the Lord thy God, all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. Listen to this. And our neighbor as who? Ourselves. And we're also called to go a little bit further, to even love our, let me tell you something, guys. If we really love, if we really have the, the filled with Christ's love that we just read, and we really have the fullness of God in us, let me tell you something. That's something we can accomplish. But we're not going to do it when everything's about us. Our motive and why we do things. Do we give because we love, not because we want something back? You remember that time I gave you that thing? Well, I need something now. How about this? Hey, you remember when you gave me that? I gave you that? And when did I get I'll tell you when I gave it to you right here. And I still haven't received anything back from it. That's called selling something, not giving it. All right? I got so much stuff here. Um, we can't start something by the Spirit and try to finish it by the flesh. We can't make our own rules. We've got to have fruits of righteousness. We must be a standard in the earth. We cannot compromise. When, listen, when we treat God, when we treat Yahweh small, He is. You tell you who He is? To us. You know, Yeshua couldn't even do miracles because He said, there's no faith around, man. Uh, I, I need to go somewhere else. Think of that. So when we treat Yahweh as small, which means I don't trust Him, I don't believe in Him, he, I, I think that He don't love me, guess what? He don't love us. He has failed us. Not literally, but in our hearts and minds, he might as well has. We treat him small, he, is, he will be small. Who us? Not for those who believe him and, and, and believe what he says and believe him because we know him. 
and the power of his resurrection. And what's the next part of it say that no one wants to say? And the fellowship of his sufferings. I want the power. Are you willing to suffer? I don't say nothing about that. I want to be in a gang, man. I want to get some tattooed. I want to be in a gang. Let me tell you what the initiation is. There's an initiation to this? I didn't know nothing about that. I thought this was just, uh, sign me up. Are we willing to pay the price? Let me tell you something. Yeshua did, but it was tough. You hear me? That's why when we found out that Yeshua was a man and not Almighty God, it changed my whole perspective of, thou art the man. Y'all remember Hook? Thou art, thou art the pan? That's a great movie. You just need a mommy. We're going to have to show that. Good show. Get it? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Listen to this, guys. It takes courage to enter the race. It's something we talked about a few weeks ago. It takes courage. Let's see if I'm running the race. I think I'm going to just let Emma Michelle drag me. You run, she'll run, Emma Michelle? Away from Danny? I know you run too. He'll be 631. He's a man, ain't he? Ain't he? He's the Yes, he is. Go to someone else. All right. It takes courage to enter the race. Listen to this. But it takes more courage to do what? Not just enter the race, not to just run the race, but it takes more courage to finish the race y'all know the story about the 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 tortoise and the hare there's no question who was going to win that but let me tell you what happened to the hare he got a little distracted about things of the world but i got time there's a lot of people that have time then it's gone gone and guess who won it the consistent the steady the faithful those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they were the one that spilled. You get this? It isn't about what all I know, which we've got to know that, but we've got to be faithful. We've got to be men and women of faith. This has got to be a household of faith and a house of prayer to where we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he said, I will add all these things unto you, but we can't have a preconceived idea of how he's going to add it and what he's going to add because we might get our feelings hurt because it ain't the way that I wanted it. Well, you really ain't seeking first the kingdom of God. You're really seeking first yourself and using this kingdom of God as the source that you can get some special stuff because you're special. It takes more courage to finish the race. Fear is what keeps us from obeying and not finishing. A courageous man is going to do what Yahweh says to do, even when they're scared. My, wa my, my wife, my second wife over here, my daughter, I'm like, man, I'm surrounded of nothing but beauty. She posted this. She says, strength isn't about how much you can handle before you break. It's about how much you can endure after you've been broken. It's got to be in the Bible somewhere. She's probably written it in hers in the book of Joel. Let me tell you something. Being courageous is doing something anyway. It's obeying God anyway. It's obeying God when it seems crazy, it seems backwards. It's an upside-down kingdom. Kingdom. When we obey God because we love him and we want to walk in obedience to him. And doing it anyway. I don't feel like it. I'm aggravated. I'm mad. I got an attitude. I'm just ready to. Well, you're going to have to obey me whether you feel like it or not. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Guess what? All they are is to be hurt. I, you hurt my feelings. What? Because everything's about you. Amazing, isn't it? Let's see what I was going to. All right. Let me get through this. Uh, submit under the mighty hand of God. Courage to love somebody who hates you. <laughs> I tell you what I can do. I'll tell them where to go. I mean, you know, you can have the most beautiful day in the world, then all the demons get behind the four-wheel car with the steering wheel. We can speak in tongues and cuss at the same time when we get out there in that traffic. You believe that, you stupid? Then we say, then we got the thing on our back of our window says L. I'm glad they don't know that's our church. <laughs> Who in the L is that? There's <laughs> people, you know, honk, there's this true story. Guys put our had a bump shakes up. This was years ago, honk if you love Jesus. So the guy went up to him and said, eh, eh, eh. 
You're stupid. Your bumper sticker said, honky if you love Jesus. Because obviously you don't. Jeez. All right. He always called us to turn from sin. First, we got it. This is Luke 14, 28 through 31. It says, first, we got to count the cost to make sure that we can finish the race. God said, you going, would you build a building and not count the cost of what it's going to cost? Well, I got about 500 bucks. Well, nobody told me it was going to be $10,000. Well, guess what? You ain't going to finish it. You got to count the cost. It's going to cost. But what is the comparison of this life compared to what he has promised us? His whole purpose throughout all of time is to have his kingdom. And guess what? We have been lucky enough to even be considered to be invited to be part of it. Instead of thinking, well, you owe me. I don't know what's nothing. We owe him. We got the wrong per perception and perspective of who God is. You say, it ain't me that's holding that thing out there 500 million light years from that number. It's God. And he can't, he can't help me in my little situations. Oh, yeah. But he's going to do it what's best for us. And sometimes that ain't the way we like it. He's doing it for our profit, not for our destruction. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, what God does for us is for our profit, not for our destruction. I know Pastor Johnny says it depends on which end of the stick you're in. But even then, I believe he's wanting to do that to say, hey, so he can do something in our life. Believe that. All right, here we go. Uh, any change in our life, guess what it takes, guys? Courage and faith. It's courage. But we don't like change. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and you order the same thing every time you go to that restaurant? If I want liver and onions, well, I used to, I used to go to uh, Longhorn years ago because at lunchtime they had all-you-can-eat liver and onions. So I, went, I went to Longhorn because I wanted liver and onions. Now I have to go to Wolfie sometimes to get liver and onions, but I don't, I don't think I've ever eaten anything else. That, I did eat baked chicken one time. Ever, that I go to places to get a specific thing, and if I go to that's what I'm going to order. They like already know. My daughter was telling me last night, she said, I walk into uh, crunchies and munchies they say okay Courtney already got your thing going <laughs> when she drives up they know what she's going to get because we're just but it takes courage to say I'm going to chop steak and not liver and onions it's courage change we don't like it uh all right let me I'm going to skip all that I pretty much covered all that there's one more part I want to to get into we'll talk about a few people there's a guy named Noah Noah believed God you know why Yahweh chose him Hey, I need you to do, do something. This is what I want you to do. This is exactly how I want you to do it. I, 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 you ever told somebody you, they don't know anything what you're talking about, and you try to explain to them, they're interrupt you going, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You don't know. It's like the, the, the old story about the guy who, uh, who uh, he was a painter, and he said, hey, can, I'm doing something. I'm going around trying to do some painting stuff. You want anything I need to paint? And he says, yeah, I, in the back back there on my porch, um, just repaint that porch, paint it blue for me. So... Guy, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So the guy went off, he came back, and he said, well, I'm done. He said, what do you mean you're done? He said, I'm done. He said, what do you mean? He walked back in, and the porch was not even touched. And the guy said, I thought you painted. He said, I did. It's right over there. And he, he, because he ran his mouth and went, listen, he thought he said Porsche. So he painted his Porsche instead of his porch. And that's what happens a lot of time, and we don't just be quiet and listen and say, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, we don't, especially when it comes to things of God. This one's God's word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we were that way, guys, we would have never gotten to the place that we are right now of knowing the true gospel of the kingdom. Thank God we were shut up enough and to listen and be willing to change or we'd be no different. All right, Noah. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a just man and perfect. This is Genesis 6, 14 through 22. I won't read it all. But he basically told him, Look, I want you to make this ark. 
And I want it to be so wide, you got to use a certain type of wood. I want it to be um, angled here, out angle, in angle, all this stuff. This deuces um, type wood here. I want a window here. Laid it all out for him. Let me tell you something. What would have happened to that ark if he didn't build it the way Yeshua told him to? What? Joseph? It would have sank. Y'all know what they're saying? Uh, the Titanic was built by experts, and the ark was built by just some old guy that God told, hey, can you build this for me? Think of that. It would have sank. Listen, God has things in his word and instructions for a purpose, not to be a jerk to you. Well, how can't I just? Why can't I? I did a, a, a preaching a long time ago about the guy who, who needed to be healed. So he went to go see the prophet and he knocked on the prophet's door. And the prophet's assistant came to him and says, hey, uh, how you doing? He said, I need to talk to the, to the prophet. He said, what do you need? He says, um, I, I, I need to be healed. I got this thing and I need to hear from him what I should do to be healed. He said, okay, wait a minute. Went there. The guy, his assistant went and talked to the prophet. He came back out, out the door and said, hey. The prophet says, go down to the river down here, the good old Chattahoochee Muddy River, which you can't see that deep in, in, in Columbus. I come to here, I said, this is tub water. I mean, you literally cannot see, it's, it's mud. And he said, go, go dunk yourself seven times. And guess what the guy did? He didn't like it. He got mad. Well, why did he tell me? Or did you want a word from the prophet or not? See, he, didn't, he didn't get what he thought he should have got, or how he should have got it. We can't do God that way. And I did the thing, yeah, but why can't I? Why can't I just go? That's a long way for me to go. And I got to go dip myself seven times. It's horrible, muddy, nasty water. Why can't I go to Silver Springs and just jump in and do that seven times? It's close. I can do it quick. See, people don't want to do what they need to do to get what they want. They want it to be handed to them. God loves us too much to do that. So here's Noah was. He built, he built the ark. And guess what happened all this time? He was made fun of. He was laughed at. He was joked at. But let me tell you. God is true to his word. Not only did he start it, he didn't, he, not only did he have courage to start it, he had courage to work on it, and he had the courage and the faith to finish it. That's the key word, guys, because we can go through this whole thing and what we're doing now and quit. And then come to find out we're one foot from the finish line and we quit. What good was all that? What a waste. John's always said, what matters is how we finish. All of it matters. But if we don't finish, none of nothing else matters. We've got to finish. You ever had your house worked on and people just right in the middle of it? I know Reggie does stuff with, with um, roofing and stuff. Go out and fix your roof. Hey, we're going to replace your roof. And then get about halfway done. We're like, nah, we're, I really don't feel like doing this anymore. And the whole side of our house, top of our house, has no roof in it. They're talking about this storm coming. I'm going to open up a 55-gallon barrel or something. So you ain't going to, uh-uh. See how what a slap in the face that is to God. God's done all this stuff, walked and tried to mature us and be there for us and put things in our life so we could have his character. And then we quit. I was always told when I played ball and stuff, <laughs> you never quit, ever. And our, in the center, they call it the, the, the main hall. When you walk into the front door, the offices are here, principal's office. And then it goes to shoot there, or shoot there, and a shoot there. And they got these big trophy uh, cabinets. And my coach had two pieces of paper, and they were big writing, and he put them on the inside of the glass. And one was the winner's list, and it was everybody who stuck it out through summer, lifting weights, running, wrestling, doing all this stuff to stay in shape, playing basketball, went through two and three a days. He put winners. And guess what? This was about that big. Then over here on this side, I'm just going to be honest with you, he put turds list. And it was everybody who, I want to wear a uniform, tell everybody, I'll play. Till they get boom the first time. 
they quit. He said, that's the turds list. And he said, don't hang around the turds because you know what happens when you hang around that stuff. It gets all over you. I don't want to be on that. I want to be on winners list because winners never quit and quitters, quitters never win. In fact, no different with God. It takes courage to finish. It took courage for Noah. He could have said, man, the heck with this. I'm getting hit with potatoes and tomatoes and, and this, that, and the other, and the corn, everything else. They're throwing stuff at me, cussing at me, telling me how stupid and how stupid I'm doing that with my family and all this stuff. But when it was all said and done, the word of Yahweh will always come forth as the truth. And well, please let us in. Please let us in. Just like the ten virgins, five wise and five stupid. They got the same thing. He said, look, make sure you keep this oil. Keep this oil. Keep this oil. Because there's going to be a time where the husband is going to come for his bride. He's going to come. He's going to come. Save it. You need that oil. And all of a sudden, they heard the husband's coming. And the, the five wise was going to go meet the husband. And guess what the five stupid ones were doing? Trying to bum off the oil from the five wise ones. Oh, I love you so much. Here. I will miss the wedding feast. You go in my place. <laughs> uh, that was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. They would have thrown down because nothing is worth missing out on that. And guess what it says? They come running to the place. When the five wives come in, the Bible says that the, the bridegroom shut the door. Please, please, remember us, please, please. God don't play. He's got grace and sin. Come on. Encouraging us, come on, don't quit, keep going, be of courage, trust me, believe me, believe me, don't just believe in me, believe me. So that's what happened. They all drowned except for his family. And get what, what you Noah did every single thing to the T God told him to do, even though he might have thought that it was stupid. Well, why do I, what if I just don't have that rattlesnake? Do I have to bring two rattlesnakes there? And that rattlesnake said, You shall not surely die. I'm supposed to laugh at that. Come on. All right, that'll wake you up. All right, Daniel 3.16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king. Now listen to this. A lot of people teach this as these three young Hebrews. They told that king, let me tell you something, king. We're not going to do it. That ain't what the scripture says. Isn't it amazing how we, we uh, uh, there it is, big time. We, we, uh, we fairy tale it again. We make, we're making a movie out of it. No, this is what the Bible says. Listen to this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, listen to this, we are not careful. You take that, you say, I ain't careful. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you off right now. That ain't what it means. Listen to this. It says, we are not, we don't have a sense of readiness to tell you this. This ain't something we want to do. We don't, we're not, we don't think that this is necessary. Uh, this isn't very convenient. This isn't a need. Then that other word translates to this. I'm not in a, we're not in a hurry to tell you this. We're not eager with excitement or enjoyment. We're not haste. We're not coming. Let me tell you something, Nebuchadnezzar. We will never do that. Oh, these guys were hesitant. Guess what? They had to have some courage. It took courage to do that. We're talking about the king. It's kind of like uh, when, when someone with authority approaches us, we're like, uh, yeah. We're like, I'll tell you what, he comes up here. I'm going to tell him a thing or two. Yeah, okay. All right, whatever. Listen to this says to answer thee in this manner but we're not eager to answer you we're not really excited to, to answer you about this verse 17 says if it be so our god whom we serve that's a big key right there because he ain't our god if we don't serve him our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery 
furnace. And this is the burning fiery furnace that they did to make brick. I tell you what, I was in the kitchen the other night, and I was talking to Crystal, and I backed up like this against the stove. And I was like, she didn't tell me the stove was on. I got shelf something right here. I'm like, burnt shelf on me. I'm like, whoa, what is that? Oh, the stove's on. And she laughed at me. All right. Uh, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will. So I believe he's able. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But verse 18 says, but if not, listen to this. I believe he, he will. I know he's able and I believe he will. If it ain't what, how we want it to be, and maybe he has a different way for a purpose or whatever. However, he wants to do it for the, his glory and his purpose. We're willing to do either of those ways. He's able, he will, but if not, be it known unto you, king. We're talking about a guy who says, if you don't do this, we're going to heat it up seven times hotter than what it is to make brick. So bad to when the guards threw them into the fiery furnace, the guards were consumed with fire. That's hot. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Let me tell you something. Some of us can read that and say, I'll tell you what, I'll tell him right now. Throw me in. Who's that? Where, how, where, where do I bow? What's the noise? Listen, we need that same attitude right there. I know my God's able, and I know he will. But if even it ain't the way I think it should be done, you don't do it the way I want to, God. You missed it and you're wrong and I'm mad at you. I can't trust you anymore. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve. And we got to take this words here. He didn't say one thing about when, this, when that music starts, we'll do it. We're going to put this stuff in what we have to deal with, guys. You ready to do that? This ain't, this ain't a fairy tale um, book that we're reading to our children at night. This is the word of God. And it says, King, that we will not serve thy gods. Are we not bowing down or are we bowing down to the gods of this world? The gods of self and the flesh. Are we bowing down to that? It takes courage and faith to believe God not to bow down to it. Because the world pressures us and makes it real easy for us to give in to it. But what are we going to do? Nor worship the golden image. Woo, that's a big one today. Pick your golden images. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Pleasing myself, doing what I want. Well, that, what's in it for me, God? It don't have to be anything because we should be doing it because we love God. What do I get? So, so the whole gospel's been changed that if you do, you get to go to heaven. And if you don't, you're going to burn in hell forever. No, it's love. Worship the go to the image which thou hast set up. It's set up, guys. We've been set up to do that. But we've got to say, no, we will not. It doesn't matter who else is. Because everybody in the whole place was except them three. And y'all know the story. God totally delivered them. And guess what? They were willing to, even if he didn't, we're still not going to bow down. That's courage, guys. That's faith. That's love that they love their father. They're willing to give it all. I don't even like being in a car that's been in the parking lot for an hour and a half. But <laughs> can't breathe. Here's another one. This is a tough one here. So we got Noah. We got three Hebrew children. We got a man named Abraham. We talked a little bit about that Wednesday night with Steph brought that up about Abraham, how he, uh, he was able to hear God, you know, through life, all the things in life. And then she kind of answered her own question about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I said, you just answered your question. He was seeking first. In all things, he was seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
What, what, what should I do here, God? Because, listen, if, if we're carnal-minded, we live by the flesh, we'll, we'll make that wrong turn every single time. Y'all know the word distazo, the wind the road. Are we going to go God's way this time, or are we going to choose our own selfish flesh's way again? And hopefully, God will give us the gift of repentance so we can come back to distazo and ask forgiveness, but we've still got a choice to make. I go back that same way again, or do I choose God's way this time? Genesis 12, Yahweh told him to leave his country for land. And guess what? He didn't tell him where the land was. He said, and I'll show you. Don't you leave your country for the land, and I'm going to show you. He didn't give him the whole map. Guess what he had to do? He made him walk by faith. He, made him, he had him make the trust God. I'm not going to tell you everything in advance, because you'll say, oh, I remember. y'all remember when we talked about saying God wants us to go to Atlanta, and then... But God won't tell us that. He'll only say, okay, I want you to go to Gainesville. You go to Gainesville. Oh, okay, I'm at Gainesville. What do you want me to do now? I want you to go to Lake City. I thought you wanted me to go. No, go to Lake City. Because what we'll do, we'll, what is what is begun in the Spirit, we'll try to finish by the flesh. Oh, I know what he wants me to do. He wants me to go to Gainesville and become a Florida Gator football player. Hopefully a quarterback. I'm rooting for him this year, guys. I'm rooting for him. Ain't we there? We watched, we watched him all year. He did throw a touchdown pass yesterday, thanks to the receiver that ran through three guys. All right. We, we got a preconceived idea of what God wants. I know what God wants. He wants me to, oh, you want me to go to Lake City? Oh, you want me to go to Lake City or go up toward Lake City and hit I-10? That's what it is. So we'll go hit I-10. And we're going to Texas. No, we got to wait upon the Lord. That's why he don't tell us everything in advance because we'll say, oh, I got it here from here, God. Don't worry about it. I got it. We'll try to finish it by the flesh. Next thing you know, if we just obey him, and wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. The mount of the wings as eagles, they'll run and not be weary. And he'll put us in exactly the place that he wants us to be at, at the exact perfect time in Atlanta. And I was like, why did you send me to Atlanta? Because I said that's where you're to go. Because if I would have told you beforehand, maybe you probably didn't like it, so you weren't going to walk in obedience. Right? But he's doing it for our profit. You can trust me. So, Abraham, I want you to leave. I want you to leave your country. And I'm going to send you to some, a land. And I'll let you know what it is that takes faith where are you going i don't know i'm just listening to god just following god and then you know the story i'm not going to get into detail about it but y'all know what god required the big one you know leaving leaving the town was nothing to what god required because i want the most important thing in your life other than him and guess what abraham didn't blink i would say get thee behind me natas you don't know what natas is that's Satan backwards but he did it and guess what the party that's involved there wasn't worried either because he trusted. Abraham trusted his father, and this one trusted his father. He was going through with it, guys. He was going through with it. He was going through with it. He said, God will, God will give it a sacrifice. And at the last moment, an angel stopped him and said, look, there's a ram caught in the thicket. He said, there's your provision. I'm here to tell you guys, obey God, trust him, believe what God says, believe God. And then, of course, Yeshua, how do you... Where do you even begin? He says, my will is to do the, the will of my Father. I'm do the, my meat is to do the will of my Father. That's what I want to do. That's what my whole life's about. My life is not about consuming things. There's nothing wrong with having things, but let me, when it takes away from us serving God, it has become an idol, and God does not play that game. So we need to understand and have the right outlook on who God is. That's why I wanted to show you that simple little thing, the 500 million light years of that one number is a galaxy that sits out there, and who knows what's beyond that. There is no ending to our God. Obey him at all costs, guys, at all costs. Obey him, obey him.
Obeying will never lead you wrong. It may not be what you want or even understand. You may say, what? What are you doing? Kind of like what Yeshua did when he was at the toughest moment in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating, sweating blood. Man, he knew what he had to go through. Tough. This ain't a movie that he could change the channel or go to something else that's a, a comedy. He was, having to, he was having to go through this. And guess what? He had never, ever done anything wrong. Ever. But he still had to go through that. You know, Johnny was telling us the other week that what we're talking about as far as death goes is there's not, no one has survived it, not even Yeshua. So no matter how tough, guys, believe God. Believe God. Believe God. Trust God with the results. I keep talking about that too. Do what God says. Trust Him with the results. Obey God. Trust Him with the results. Don't you try to figure out what the results are and then by the flesh try to obtain those results because we will just mess it up. Just obey God and trust Him with the results and be, be full of courage. The Bible says be strong and courageous. Obey God even if you're scared, even if you question it. Say, God, just like Yeshua did. He said, Father, it's tough. This is tough. I know what's fixing to happen. And if be your will, let this pass from me. Let me tell you, because of his courage and his faith and his love for his father, he said this, but not my will be done, but for your will be done. And let me tell you something. Yeshua started the race. He was in the middle of the race. But I'm here to tell you, Yeshua absolutely 100% finished the race. And now he will be ruled and reigned and crowned as the king of glory, the king of kings on that day. What an honor and a privilege it is if we make that to be that with him. Someone who done that. So I wanted to encourage us today. Of, let's finish this race, guys. Let's go on. Don't let anything get in our way and deny us of that purpose, the whole purpose of Yahweh, the whole purpose of Yeshua coming and going through all this stuff and, and sacrificing himself to show us the way. So we can have forgiveness of sin. So we even have the opportunity to get the gift of repentance to us. And then him offering the truth to us. So be encouraged today. Don't fear. You may be scared, but don't fear. To me, that's a difference. I'm scared, but I'm doing it anyway. Fear is, oh no, I'm uh-uh-uh-uh. Be, be courageous. Have faith. Have hope. Have love that we love God. And let's finish the race. And let's believe God. And let every man be a liar. But God is true he's not a man that he should lie and i promise you you can trust him with the end result just like with noah just like with shadrach meshach and abednego and just like with abraham and just like with yeshua even though yeshua went to the total thing guess what it ain't over he's gonna rule and reign on the earth and he's offered us hey you do the things i've told you to do the way i've done it and we're inviting you to be part of coming and ruling and reigning on the earth what an opportunity that is. And if we think that's so small, we're like, what's the so big deal about that? How can we even think that? That's the whole purpose of God since day one. And he's invited us to be part of it. I hope that's important to you. I believe it is or you wouldn't be here. Appreciate you coming. I hope that you see all of this, that you don't just hear it today and you never even think about it. Keep it before you. Look at these things. These things come up. Have courage, guys. Remember what we talked about. Love, courage, faith. Finish the race. Trust God because he's trustworthy. Because let me tell you something. Those galaxies can't do anything else but trust him because he spoke it. They're in total obedience. There ain't nothing they can do without him approving it. So understand who God is. All right? I love you. That's my first soft closing. And the, just kidding. I love you, brother. Hey, um.
Thanks for watching.